Hi, this is Mary H.K. Choi, and you're listening to Hey Cool Life, a micropod about mental health and creativity. It is August 23rd, and this is episode 149. Um, yeah, I just wanted to reflect on how I unceremoniously took myself off Adderall about a month ago and just the things that I'm noticing and um, yeah hopefully this will you know um, create some identification or just like or nothing you know like I was about to say like or elucidate about blah 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 and maybe maybe but also that's not any of my business like basically it's I went on Adderall about a year ago actually under a year ago like maybe 11 months ago and it was a godsend and as someone who um was diagnosed with ADHD and it's such a process insofar as like it was always like so um not reassuring to be placed in the position as suddenly having to be the authority on what I was feeling (laughs) or what my struggles are um you know like as you know I dissociate all the time I run my life on urgency and self-loathing or like resentment of other people not getting out of my way and so to learn that that you know, just was like a huge coping mechanism for ADHD where I genuinely now feel like I know the feeling and can identify the components or the mechanisms of like my neurochemistry making it so that like my motivating, like any motivation is just like completely haphazard. And, um, you know, and also not being able to sit still also it's so funny because basically case in point what my brain is doing as i'm trying to speak right now and going around in like tiny little recursive loops is what my brain does and it was such a relief to suddenly know what all these things were and why they were the way they were because then i could be like oh this is this is hyper focus or this is Distraction, or you know, just all these things could suddenly have little post it notes on them instead of everything being a large post it note in like a giant sharpie being like, You are really terrible at running your life and you're a piece of shit, and um, you know, and having like three horrible voices simultaneously sort of dictating and whistleblowing and holding clipboards being like well why didn't you do this and like da 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 and that's how I that's how I like (laughs) greeted each day that's how I did every day and to suddenly have more understanding sort of like was so nice because it was depersonalizing it wasn't just like I am a piece of shit and I'm irresponsible and people will know and like I'm a space alien and um people will find out that this is how you're running your life people will see like the rube goldbergian like mechanisms and like the little pieces of twine and tape and you know just everything and they're going to think that you're 
a scam, a sham that you're bootleg. They're going to be embarrassed for you. They're going to understand like how your parents neglected you and it's because you deserved it. You're going to be found out and flogged on the town square and all of these stories. And yeah, being on medication really helped, you know, like that thing that people say <laughs> so reliably is that once you know, they've been able to calibrate their medication with a professional and able to like taper on and titrate and like let their body get used to it. And also like suddenly know what it feels like to be medicated versus not be medicated. And then also be the one to know after a while if your medication needs buddies or if you need a different medication because your body changed, like all of this stuff became true for me and it felt like a promise that I just took actions around and and then was ultimately fulfilled but then a few things happened which is that like one you know in a lot of ways I don't think that without medication I could have possibly gone through any of the admin required around my mom my mom being sick and needing a lot of um, appointments made for her as someone who doesn't speak English and then my dad getting sick and then eventually dying and like all the incredible amounts of like calls and paperwork and and things like that and like literal faxes Um, I wouldn't have been able to do any of that without being medicated and then what happened was that I realized that I've been writing the same 40,000 words of a manuscript over and over and over again and then even within that like smaller chapters over like I'd written my chapter one something like nine or eleven times and and then you know I was just like well that that's something and it is something and for a month you know I got COVID about a month ago and for that month I was like guess what like you're not going anywhere you're not doing anything shockingly your schedule is completely empty um let's go off Adderall and see what that means and see how that feels and let's sort of like be gentle with you and like take you off the hook for any of these feelings and having to do these things and It was, it felt really kind and actually it felt intuitive and it felt gentle and it felt like the right thing to do for the time that I was sick. And then what had happened was I started writing as soon as I felt better and wasn't on Adderall and I found that my brain, like a dog off a leash, was just gambling around and just going completely haywire and like just running amok and there's something in that that allowed me to put down the perfectionism accept the messiness and just keep going and that I mean, it scares me to even say that because I don't want to say anything reductive like going off your meds is a good idea for your creative work. And like every fucking narrative that's so dangerous and so like moralistic and like, you know, just 
romantic in all the wrong ways of saying that like you know like struggling with your mental health is the only way to make like the the best clearest like cleanest purest like creative work because then you're just like an unalloyed unfettered just channel from like a divine benevolence that can just speak through you and that's the only way you're going to get all wi-fi bars to divine inspiration and the muse only fucks with like alcoholics and crazy people like i don't want to contribute to that narrative at all but i will say that that is a story that I allowed to infiltrate my thoughts and my behaviors and my dreams and my wishes. And like, that's why that story is so insidious and it is so like seductive. And, and like, I, in the past two weeks, (laughs) have seen the ways in which my life falls apart without Adderall. And it's, it's so funny because like it's gotten to a place where I can no longer carve time out to do this like magical, mystical, like connected, engaged writing that I, I thought I was doing and probably was doing. Like I don't actually even know. Like I'm literally talking about one person's anecdotal evidence of a past, of the past literal fortnight. Like this is not, um, you know... Like, this is not like a peer-reviewed study. But what I'm also sort of like understanding, and the reason why I did want to share this, even though that there is like a big um, asterisk and like warning, like this is not going to be specific to you. Um, I do not personally know your neurochemistry. Let the moral be that like I don't even know my own. But I am seeing the ways that being off Adderall let me forgive myself for my messiness enough to keep going and that is a very crucial piece that I didn't have when I was taking my meds not giving in to like distraction all the time and time blindness like I have horrible horrible time slips on ADHD and I make it sound like a drug but um when my ADHD makes it so that I have bouts of time lapses and time blindness and what that feels like is looking up suddenly realizing that 40 minutes have passed without my knowledge like or or with the knowledge on a very like light like feather light almost subconscious level and and then the shock and self-loathing and genuine genuine childlike like surprise and confusion it's exactly the feeling i associate with like looking up and realizing your like parent or guardian isn't there anymore and you're in a crowd like that's what time blindness and my like and that's what being powered on self-loathing and fear feels like it's like oh no you fucked up and it's horrible like being off medication is actually ultimately like a remembrance of how adhd really affected my self-esteem and my ability to trust myself and also my ability to like trust myself to be gentle enough to get out of the situation that i find myself in for whatever reason that is ultimately not my fault and but i say this almost like as an advanced thing i suppose and in the circle of trust, which is to say that like 
the modality for me and my creative work, regardless of the story around like romanticism and mental health issues, is I might need to go off Adderall at a prescribed time in a situation where my psychiatrist knows, my therapist knows, my partner knows, the people that I go to for recovery support know, and take my brain on a little residency, and maybe I go off and take a drug vacation, which a lot of people do. Like a thing about Adderall is that unlike other ADHD medications, and I am not a professional, and so I'm not going to name drop other ADHD medications, but certainly anxiety medication and depression, like unlike all of these other things, Adderall kicks on when you take it and then kicks off when you take it. At least that's the understanding around the medical community. And that has been my experience for me. Like, I don't know what your onboarding and tapering process feels like for you. And, and I, I say this to say that, like, I think maybe like my, my, my creative modality as it relates to just first drafts is that me and my brain and my ADHD and that makes sense too like I really do think that people with ADHD and and overall neurodivergence like there is something really remarkable about the way I organize information that I do feel is integral to first draft creative process and so I think I might need to take my brain on a residency and and pack my ADHD and understand that I may only be able to write first drafts in a situation like that and that that means that I can forgive myself or have the discipline not to keep rewriting the first couple of chapters or the first act that I will ultimately hate because I don't super recognize it like it doesn't sound like me it sounds like you know there's this thing about um LSD and they were like microdosing animals like this is like the Swiss um guy who like discovered it and they found that like on a little bit of LSD the webs that spiders would make were like intricate and beautiful and like unbelievably inspired and then if they took a little too much that they were like completely hazardous I mean hectic and like a mess and I guess it's kind of like that like I I need to be able to detach from the work and just accept that my brain does this thing and that I need to trust myself that like me and my brain and this thing can like do work in a safe space and so I don't know like I don't know what the data is ultimately um I'm tapering back on because other things in my life are ramping up and I need to be held accountable to these things and I need to be able to work in groups and that requires deadlines and time management which I just don't have unless I am medicated and I just need to trust that I will find time and that I will work and that this data that I'm discovering as a result of this drug vacation 
will remain true then too, you know? And I'm not putting it off. I'm not being a piece of shit. I'm not being lazy. I'm not being scared. I am in acceptance that perhaps for today, first drafting for me looks a certain way and it's not my favorite and I don't even know anyone else who has this like first drafting mentality so or modality so I'm really scared because far be it for me to rely on myself to dictate my own parameters like it has to be proven by like at least 3,000 um yelpers or amazon review people or humans who I trust and admire who like know more about their lives who I can like anoint to be the authority over me because outsourcing that shit is the most comfortable to me as someone who doesn't trust myself ultimately and I need to learn how to trust myself and it's scary and it's it's so weird like it has like so many like addendums and postscripts and like little bits of tape and asterisks and then like it's based on like what my period is doing like Jesus Christ like ADHD plus period it's like unbelievable (laughs) it's so wild it's like can I hate myself louder (laughs) and can I hate myself in like more convincing voices um so yeah it's all a process and you know this is a safe space for mental health and creativity and I am making it up as I go along and for today that's okay and yeah, I say this to say that we are all like responsible for knowing about ourselves and like writing the owner's manual. And like right now, my owner's manual has like a lot of white out, <laughs> like three different pens and like every variety of marginalia. And I think that that, for today, is the way it's going to be. And I'm trying to forgive myself, even though I'm, like, writhing with, like, shame. Um, But I also know that that I writhe in shame. (laughs) It's just a part of it. Writhing in shame also gets a seat at the table, because banishing her will never get me anywhere. But, um, so yeah, motor-mouthing and circuitous in a little dotted trail and just a reminder for gentleness and a reminder for like knowingness and an, another reminder of how like intuition is always quiet and how being the one to decide what that means for you for me always feels fearful and slapdash and not um, official enough and that's okay um, have a beautiful day And thank you for listening.